Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steal, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. You're tuned in to Your Access Has Been Granted Podcast. Join the regulators weekly to mount up on topics focusing on developing self while exploring hot topics, culture, and music. Here's your host, Brittany Leary. Regulators! Mount up! Regulators! Your girl has entered the podcast land... And as nervous as I am, I am so excited to be here today. Welcome to season one, episode one of Your Access Has Been Granted podcast. This podcast was created to be a safe place to share my story and introduce tools and resources created and utilized by me throughout my self-discovery journey that I thought would be helpful for others, specifically in my community, specifically Black underserved communities because I feel like we need to normalize mental health. We need to normalize having childhood trauma and wounds. We need to normalize assessing it and getting help. We need to normalize healing and moving forward so that we could be our best self. Throughout life, we have our ups and downs. We go through things that are out of our control, especially as children. And I want to be specific about that because most of our wounds and most of our trauma happened in childhood and they were unresolved. So now we have this thick, and then when I say thick, I mean thick stigma on what mental health looks like in our community. We have a thick stigma on getting help for those mental health concerns and actually healing because every generation before us has normalized being hurt, has normalized the trauma as it happened to me too. So I wanted to make sure I created a platform where we could all be safe to share our stories and when I say trauma, it can range from anything, from sexual abuse to having no food, having no shelter, having no lights and going through parts of life where you didn't have a parent because they were going into jail or some other state or abandoned you for whatever reason. And those behaviors and those emotional responses stick with you and you carry them on into adulthood. And I want to normalize us healing from those spaces. So in today's episode, we're going to cover who I am, why I'm here, and what my purpose is for this podcast and Access Greater Solutions. I hope that you will visit with me. But I really, really hope that you will subscribe and become a regulator. I'll be releasing episodes every Wednesday. Hopefully in the morning, I haven't really ironed that part out yet. We're going to see what you guys like because I want you guys to tell me what looks better for you, what feels better for you. So as of right now, we're going to be releasing them every Wednesday morning, first season, 10 episodes. So before we get into the episode, I want to make sure that you guys go follow my Instagram page at accessgranted underscore solutions. And just to clarify, that spelling is A-C-C-E-S-S-G-R-N-T-D underscore solutions. And subscribe to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and all other platforms that's available today. As I stated, I'm a life strategist for Access Granted, a company that I created that focuses on personal development, coaching, specifically on self-awareness, authenticity, and productivity. All of my approaches are client-centered and goal-oriented. And for the most part, my passion is making complex concepts simple and relatable 
so that we can all grow together. Because I feel like sometimes, for one, how mental health is marketed, it's marketed to our counterparts, our Caucasian counterparts, and we feel like we're left out in marketing. We can't talk to our family, so we feel like we're left out and alone with our hurt, with our pain. And I wanted to be a non-biased accountability partner for people. I wanted to be able to give them tools and resources to use. I wanted to be able to refer them to proper therapists also throughout their process if it's needed. Because a lot of times behavioral changes will do the trick. It's not always necessary for us to go run and get on psychotropic medications. It's not even necessary sometimes for us to pay a therapist every visit $100, especially if it's not effective. So I want to be able to be that resource for you so that we can figure out if you need therapy or if you just need to tighten up and do some changing. Or if you do need therapy, I want to help you get to the right therapist. I want to be able to connect you with black therapists who come from our background, who know what you need because they know what you experience. Because sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we go to therapy and we go pick the five-star therapist, but we don't know who made them reviews and we get in therapy and we feel like we're alone. We still just as alone as we were when we got there. So I want to make sure that I can connect the dots for you guys. The recurring thing of this podcast will always be progress and process. My cousin KJ passed away in 2019 and trust the process was a personal mantra that we both adopted around like 2011 when he lost his mom, my aunt, my favorite aunt, Gloria Leary, rest in peace, my darling. When we lost my aunt T, KJ was the youngest. He has two other siblings, Keith and Keisha. And it was really hard for us as a family. And I feel like me and KJ stuck together just because me and KJ were closer at that time. And he was actually in Palm Beach after so long. So I was here with him and we went through a lot of emotional times together. And trust the process was our mantra because we needed to trust the process. It wasn't an option for us anymore. We had to buckle down and figure out how to surrender to life and all of the things that came with life. And KJ passed away in 2019. So from 2011 to 2019, he lived by that mantra. He mentored children and worked for Faith Place, which is one of our local community organizations here in West Palm Beach, in our underserved community specifically, Toot Toot, very quality program, by the way. He ingrained that in his children and his children trusted the process throughout their percussion journey. And since he has passed away, Ms. Noble and Mrs. Mays has done an amazing job with branding Trust the Process for the percussion program at Faith Place. And for that, I am forever grateful. I think they know that I'm grateful. They, I know they think that I, for sure, I know that they know I love them. But to see it every time I am around Faith Place, it makes my heart smile because that is a legacy that KJ was able to leave here and it started me to think when he passed away that I needed to leave my legacy too. And trust me, I work with many people. I've been a counselor for 13 years. I've had hundreds of clients over the last 13 years. And not only that, I have a diverse group of friends that have businesses, that are professionals, that I've helped get to the next level over and over again through all the ebbs and flow of life. So I understand more than anybody else what that growth and healing process looks like and how hard it can be. 
So I am here to start living out my truth and preparing my legacy because I want something here when I leave. That's God honest truth. So when I decided that legacy was more important to me than anything else after losing KJ at such a young age, he was only 26 years old, I decided that Access Granite was happening. The Access Granite Solution was happening. It's been in development for the last three years. But when KJ passed, it was a whole nother thing happened. Like, I don't know if he's living inside of me. I love my baby so much, but everything changed when I lost him. I had never grieved like that before. I had never felt that feeling before. And I was also relieved because we had such a good relationship that it was encouraging. Grief is hard, but sometimes it's necessary for us to grow. And I know that might sound harsh, but we have no control over life and death unless we are at the hands of death. So if you ain't do it, you don't have no control over when people come and when they go. And when you surrender to life, you start to understand life more. and You start to live life as if you don't know when you're going to leave. And that's what I decided to do. I am going to put my all in empowering, edifying and inspiring my underserved black community to normalize healing because healing is going to lead us to success. Whatever you feel is successful or whatever looks successful to you, I want to help you get there because I learned this from my meditation the other day and I'm not going to take it like it's mine. But Deepak said, fulfillment is when you become who you want to be. So everything that I do with Access Granted Solution is assessing who you are, helping you figure out who you are so that you can figure out what steps you need to take to get to that person that you want to be. Because until you're that person, nothing is going to feel good. So my goal is to connect with like-minded individuals, like-minded therapists, business owners, professionals, community activists, and leaders to expand the knowledge of what the path to success looks like, to increase our knowledge of self-awareness, so that we can understand what's holding us back and to also romanticize fulfillment and the variety of what fulfillment looks like. I want to make sure that we have resources that we can trust and I want to introduce you to things that you may not be aware of. So before we get started, I want to play a quick game of 20 questions. Every episode from this point forward will include a guest and with each guest, we'll play a little icebreaker game. 20 questions just seems to be my favorite today. We might switch it up here and there. But I thought that it would be cool if I did a quick little segment of 20 questions so that you could get some insight into who I am as a person. In today's episode segment of 20 questions, I am going to freestyle these questions and answers. This is my first time actually looking at them to read them. So don't think that I cheated, okay? First question, what is your favorite TV show? My number one favorite TV show is Criminal Minds. I love psychological thrillers. Question number two, where is your favorite place you've ever traveled? It doesn't sound exciting, but my body, soul, and my mind is at peace in Georgia. My family comes from Forsyth, Georgia. And when I'm in Georgia, for whatever reason, my body just is relaxed. I feel so peaceful. I thrive mentally. I come up with great ideas there. 
And I travel there almost every other month. If you were ever wondering why I go to Georgia so much, that's why. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I tried to move there before, but we're going to leave that alone for right now. Question number three. What are your current hobbies? To be honest with you, I don't have many hobbies. None that I can identify as hobbies anyway. Feels like everything is towards this. I'm hyper-focused on figuring out what my passion was so that I can get it to you guys. Regulators, please remind me that I need to find some hobbies. If you got some fun hobbies that you indulge in, go leave me a comment on Instagram. DM me or email me. I'll leave y'all that information before it's over. Because I really need some new hobbies and I do think about it and I do try to do random fun things with my family and friends, but I just haven't developed a consistent hobby yet. Number four, what do you look for in a friend? Whatever our friendship is, because all of my friendships are different, whatever I give to you and you give to me, the only qualification I have is that we be solid and that we reciprocate because friendships aren't always perfect. Friendships aren't always good. Sometimes we have ups and downs just like in life. But if it's a meaningful relationship, as long as there's reciprocation and gratitude towards that friend, you'll be fine. Question number five, what habits do you wish you didn't have? I wish I wasn't a procrastinator. I also wish that I wasn't as moody and I don't even know if that's a habit. That might not be a habit, but those are two things that I really dislike about myself. But y'all know what's sad is that I work best under pressure. So I can literally work on something for two weeks and then at the last minute, I create my best work. So I feel like it's kind of hand in hand with my thriving under pressure characteristic. We're going to work on that part too. We're going to work on that. Question number six, what are you passionate about? At this point in my life, I'm passionate about leaving a legacy. For me, that means being my best self so that I can serve others. For me, that also means living in my truth and being able to produce good fruit. And I feel like all of that entails me traveling the world, being able to identify with what I need to be fulfilled and be able to execute that. Execution is going to be the end all be all. Don't just think about it. Do it. Be about it. All right. Question number seven. Is there a book that has changed your life? The book that changed my life was The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I believe I said his name correctly. The Four Agreements broke down personal freedom so well to me at that time that I had no choice other than to just change or to start the process of change and healing because I was taking everything personal, which is the first agreement. No, the first agreement is being impeccable with your words. And I actually was not. I suffered from very, very, very ridiculous negative self-talk. The second agreement was don't take anything personal. I had personalized things for the last decade that had helped me back from doing what I needed to be doing. The third one is don't make assumptions. I assumed a lot of things. I had expectations of people that were unrealistic. And when they didn't meet my expectations, I felt like I was betrayed, hurt, let down. I was abandoned, all kinds of things just because I assumed they should know. 
And the last agreement is always do your best. And I had realized that I was hard on myself because I wasn't able to do my best because I wasn't healthy mentally or emotionally enough to do what I'm doing today. I hadn't put any work into becoming better. I wasn't doing my best all the time. And when I should have been laying down and resting, I wasn't resting either. And finding that balance was game changer. So yes, the four agreements was a book that changed my life. Question number eight, do you have any hidden talents? All the hidden talents that I could think of, y'all don't need to know. So I'm going to just say no. I don't have none. (laughs) Number nine, describe your perfect day. My perfect day on a regular schmegular is getting up, doing my morning routine. That includes exercising, journaling, creating content in my way, not social media content, but just creating content for my community of listeners, my regulators, or just investing in myself in some type of way with learning or something. I am a learning type of person. I am going to forever be a student without being in someone's school. That's a choice that I've made. Especially when I stopped going to college, I said that I'm just going to be a, a adult student for the rest of my life. There's too many resources out here outside of the university and the scam in which could be college if you don't utilize your degree properly. Find them. And then what my next part of my day would be after my morning routine, I would want to come home, do what fulfills me work-wise, access granted being a life strategist, okay? I would want to enjoy my family. I would want to go places and do things that we haven't done before or things that we genuinely love together. And then I would want to end my night. That's just on a regular schmegula. But a perfect, perfect day, let's just say I'm on vacation, is me by somebody water. I'm an Aquarius, which is an air sign, but we love water. I don't per se like the beach in the sand and I'm from Palm Beach, so don't judge me. But I love the sound of the water. I love being by the waves. I love being near the wind that comes off the water, all things. So my perfect, perfect day would be somewhere with nobody bothering me by some water. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? My one superpower would be being invisible. I would love to be invisible because I don't like being bothered a lot of times. Fun fact, I'm about 60% introvert. Yeah, I know I present as an extrovert. I know if you've known me all my life, you would never be able to know that. But throughout my self-discovery journey, I learned why I was so exhausted all the time. And now I have balance (laughs) because I know I'm an introvert for real. (laughs) All right. What makes you laugh the hardest? I'm goofy, y'all. So I can laugh hard at me falling in front of the club like I've done twice in my life. D gonna laugh at this when she hear that. Or I could laugh really hard crying at my niece falling in the grass or you just saying the wrong word at the wrong time. Like, it don't take much for me to laugh. So that category is real big. Question number 12. Who has influenced your life the most? (laughs) I can't answer that. I have a solid family. I have a solid friendship circle. My village in general has encouraged me the most. And in this last year, I've encouraged and inspired me the most because I've done a lot of work to get to a healthy headspace. And I am applauding myself, patting myself on the back because I am a value to people. And I was about to keep that value to just myself and my friends. Mind you, my friends probably would be okay with that. But that's another story, too. 
What is your dream job? Being a life strategist. Duh. What movie could you watch over and over again? I'm going to switch that up because I'm not really a movie girl, but my second favorite TV show is Martin. I could watch the series, all seven or eight DVDs over and over again. Like Shanene, Myra, Jerome, <laughs> even Roscoe's not in those ass. Some of my favorite people in the world. I'm skipping question number 15 because I don't even know what it means. Question 16, how many places have you lived? I've only lived in two places, both in Florida. I'm a Florida girl till I D.I.E. I lived in Tallahassee when I was attending Florida a and University, and I have only lived in West Palm Beach outside of that. Question number 17, what was the best concert you've ever been to? The best concert I've ever been to to date is the TDE concert that me and my friends went to a few years ago. It was like super lit. Super, super lit. And I don't think SZA was there. That was the only disappointment of that is that SZA got sick right before the concert. And that's who I really was going for. But I was introduced to J-Rock on a different level. Kendrick Lamar show was amazing. So that was one of my best concerts. But just to let y'all know, when homegirl Jazzy Jazz with Jasmine Sullivan and Ari get back on his road, Ari Lennox, those are my next two concerts that I must attend. Question number 18, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I see myself as an established entrepreneur. I see myself with a nonprofit organization to go along with that, Access Granted Cares. I'm manifesting it on this mic. I manifested it in my journal because my heart is in the community. I worked for a community resource center when I first came back from Tallahassee and it instilled that love for my community back in me. And I've never lost that. I left the community to go work for private companies since, but I never lost my love for the community. And I know what the community needs, especially due to stigma and how we think as black people. Outside of me being an entrepreneur, I feel like I am a permanent auntie. I don't think I'm going to be a mother. I hope y'all not judging me because of that. But I think I'm going to always be that rich auntie. I see myself being a rich auntie and I'm okay with that. I hope y'all okay with that because it ain't going to change unless the Lord say so. Now, if the Lord drop a baby on me, I'm going to be the best mother I could be. But if it's going to keep going the way it is, I'm going to be the richest auntie, the flies auntie. And me and all my nieces and nephews, my godchildren going to be going all around the world chilling. Question number 19, what is your favorite food? My favorite food is chicken wings. Anybody who knows me knows that I can eat chicken wings a hundred different ways, four or five times a week and not get tired of chicken wings. I love spicy food too. So let me just clarify because chicken wings is my favorite, but I am Asian, Black, and Mexican. I love tacos and all things Mexican food. I love soul food and all things that my grandma raised me on. And I love Asian food, Japanese, Korean, Thai. I love Asian food. I watch a lot of YouTube so that I can learn what's in the food so that I don't go in there and order some shit I don't want to eat. But I love those three different types of food. And what is your most treasured personal item? My current most treasured personal item is my KJ bracelet. The day that he passed away, I took this bracelet off of his arm, this one and another one. I gave one to my granny and I kept one of them 
and me and my niece, Tamia, my baby, we have a ritual now. So the first year from 2019 to his anniversary on 2000 and 2020, I kept the bracelet. And from 2020 to this year's anniversary, she'll keep it and she'll give it back and we'll alternate it every year. And that is my most prized personal possession. I don't think I valued anything before that enough to not lose it. I lose everything. Another fun fact. I can't keep up with shit. (laughs) So that is that segment of 20 questions. I hope you enjoyed it and also learned a little bit about me as we went through that little game. You learned about my favorite book, my favorite foods, where I would like to travel, what makes me happy, why I love my friends. I think that was a good game. I think 20 questions was a little way for us to get a little bit into my personal business, just little things that I like, don't like, whatever. Don't forget, I need hobbies, regulators. Just just give your girl some ideas because I need hobbies. But since we went over a little bit of personal business and just to note, this is my podcast. So, of course, you're going to get a little bit of my personal business every episode. Now we're going to talk about a little bit of my professional background and what makes me a value to you as a listener and what makes me a value to my community. I have been a counselor, professional counselor for the last 13 years and personal counselor does not equate to licensed therapist. And I want to be clear about that. You'll see my friends joke and say, I'm sharing my therapist with you because I therapize them. That's the term me and summer quote coined therapize. I therapize them just because I know what's going on. That's a part of my God given talent is to be able to identify behaviors and lead them to a source. So I wanted to clarify that being a professional counselor does not equate to a licensed therapist. I am not a licensed therapist, but I know some things. So after 13 years of experience, I have worked in infectious disease, specifically HIV and STD. My job was a tester at one point. I worked outreach. I've worked in the housing programs. I've worked eligibility And my main job as a counselor was risk reduction. So if you came back positive for HIV or any STDs, or if you were high risk and could contract HIV due to your sexual activity, I was your girl. I led small group um, facilitation with healthy relationships. So a lot of the core of what I started to work on with myself and a lot of the core of the resources and tools that I create from you come from my professional background. My next field that I worked in was adolescent care. I've worked for the Department of Juvenile Justice as a direct care staff. I've worked in Tallahassee or the Level 6 facility, and I've worked here in Palm Beach County with foster children through the state of Florida part-time, and I am currently a mental health and substance abuse addiction counselor. So I think out of the Three or four different fields that I've worked in, mental health and substance abuse has made the most impact on my life, personally and professionally. I learned a lot about my community by working in mental health and substance abuse because I know y'all can remember as kids, we would just say, oh, he crazy. Oh, he out of his mind. Oh, he a crackhead. Oh, he this. Oh, he that. And my mama said, don't talk to him. My mama said, don't do that. You got them uncles. You got cousins. I still have family currently that suffer from mental health and substance abuse. But it's such a thick stigma on what mental health and substance abuse looks like in the black community that we've never normalized getting help. Going to the therapist meant you were crazy. We all crazy. And what is normal? Can anybody answer me that? Tell me what's normal. I ain't think so. Nobody knows what normal is. We are all crazy. 
You just got to learn your crazy and balance your crazy because crazy is what makes us authentic and what makes us unique. But anyway, mental health and substance abuse really had the most impact on my personal life and my self-discovery journey because I learned a lot about what real mental health was. I learned about the effects of that unresolved childhood trauma and wounds. I learned the effects of substance abuse and what it does to our brains. And it instilled so much in me that I was able to help some of my family members and help myself by working through some of my wounds so that I could be an effective partner for you in your journey. So the majority of my value comes from my experience, whether it be personal or professional. And my goal is to always make sure that I am client-centered, like I said earlier, goal-oriented with my partnerships, my partners being you. And I want to make sure that everything is always about you. When you come to me, it's about you. I take care of me on my own time. I've made sure that I identify my biases. I've made sure that I've identified my triggers. I've made sure that I have identified my barriers and I'm self-aware so that I know when and where to back up and take time. I know when to approach you. I know when not to approach you about certain things. And I learned the flow of individuals. Everybody is different. And I want us to make sure we embrace our authenticity because at the end of the day, there is no other you. So you should be in competition with no one else. Your authenticity is what I need because my goal is to help you find your authentic self, for you to be self-aware and you to increase your leadership because I need a team of people to be able to live out my dreams and my fulfillment. So as many people as I can help individually increases the amount of people that we can help in our community. I created Access Granted, my title as a life strategist because I literally wanted to create an environment where I delivered the services how I saw fit. And I feel like after explaining my professional background, you can see the value in me being able to take what's presented in the mainstream and being able to create a product or service that caters to the underserved Black community. So after creating Access Granted throughout my self-discovery journey, because it's never ending, and finalizing this life strategies life that I'm living right now, I feel like I simplified what coaching looks like. And as a strategist, just as a marketing strategist, all I'm doing with you is you're coming to see me, we're evaluating where you are, what goals you want to meet, and then we're strategizing how we're going to get there. And all you're doing is now you're getting somebody who is accountability partner, who has valid resources, who has valuable tools that you can use, and is someone you can always relate to and depend on to give you non-biased information and care for you with the intention of love because that's what I wanted to make sure that I did. I wanted quality of care to be number one, seeing that in most of the fields that I've worked in, quality of care was not per se number one, just because that's just not how corporate America is built. So I wanted to make sure that we went over a few ground rules before I leave you today because I feel like safe places and safe spaces need ground rules. We ain't going too crazy, everybody here, adults. But we do need to make sure we're on the same page. So first rule, rule number one, I am not God and I am not your mammy. I mean, I'm sorry, your mother. Let me stop being ghetto. 
<laughs> I ain't your mammy. Forget that. I am not your mother and I am not God. If you relate to me and I'm telling you something that you find is valuable for you to apply to your life, then great. But don't make me an authority that listen to because I've gotten on this mic. And I want you to start evaluating your other resources as such, too, because we only show you what we want to show you. You got to be able to have the discernment to figure out who's authentic and who playing you. I ain't coming here to play you, so I'm not going to beg for any support. I want you to support because you feel like there's an authentic connection here. Rule number two, I encourage you not to measure your success based on anyone else's success. Just because I have reached a certain level in my personal development doesn't mean that you should be there. You understand what I'm saying? So don't measure what I have accomplished in my personal discovery journey to what you've accomplished in your personal discovery journey so much so that you start to judge yourself or feel like you are not meeting the requirements of someone who is self-aware. That's the whole point. We want to start where you are and grow from there. I have a friend, my best friend, Takara, told me that her sister, and I hope she don't get mad because we talking about her. She said, my sister said, I need to hurry up and get my shit together because you getting ready to start this podcast and you getting ready to start this career and I ain't got my shit together. Girl, who do? Everybody is a work in progress. I am not perfect. I have strengths and I have weaknesses. I already told y'all I'm inconsistent. I procrastinate. I do have a quick temper, but what I have learned is how to balance that quick temper. I have learned how to take a few minutes, feel what I feel, work through it, and then keep going. The crazy don't go away. You learn how to regulate it. That's why y'all call it the regulators, because I want to teach you life is not about being perfect. It's about regulation. So stop telling my friend that she good where she at. And you know who you are. I ain't gonna even say your name. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Rule number three, respect is number one. This is not a faith-based podcast, although you will hear me say God. You'll hear me talk about my blessings. You'll hear me say Jesus because I'm a Christian. But trust and believe, I'm not judging you because of your religious belief, because your spiritual practices, because of your culture or anything. As long as your intentions is to lead in love and your intentions is to find out who you are and what you're good at so that you can help others, then you're welcome here. Rule number four, I curse a lot. I'm not going to curse like Gary V. I'm not going to be flying off the handle every five minutes with a curse word, but every now and then. When I get in the field, I'm not going to be censoring my curse words. Y'all see how y'all crucify Kurt Franklin right now? I just don't have it in me to crucify him for cussing that boy out. For one, I don't know what happened. For two, it ain't none of my business. And for three, it ain't none of my business. I'm still going to be hitting that stomp and everything until something else happens that I feel like I want to cut that energy out of my life. I'm not finna do that because he cussing, because I cuss. So I just want y'all to be comfortable in knowing that every time you hear a curse word, you don't have to clench your pearls. I'm gonna curse. I'm a hood baby at the end of the day. And I'm gonna use slang that's indigenous to my environment. I am going to curse. You're gonna hear me in conversation with my friends and we're gonna talk how we talk. We're not gonna be censoring how we talk because now we're on a platform where people can judge us. Y'all gonna have to judge us. Y'all got to love us and judge us if that's what you came here to do because we're not gonna change because we are on this platform. 
I think that's a good starting point for ground rules for the podcast. And I'm just grateful, y'all. I'm grateful that you found it important for you to take 40 minutes out of your day to hear the intro of what my podcast will be about. I hope that you join me every Wednesday in the morning. You can listen to it whenever you want to, but I'll be releasing the podcast every Wednesday in the morning for the next 10 Wednesdays to complete season one. I would love for you to visit my website, www.accessgranitesolution.com. And I'm going to spell that out because the website does not have an S on it. It is www.accessgrantedsolution.com. I want you to go and subscribe. I want you to set up one-on-one consultations. I want you to listen to the podcast from there. If all the platforms are, you know, not your thing, you can go straight to the website, listen to the podcast episodes that are uploaded on the website and check out some testimonials, what I am about and what I'm trying to do because we will have a grand opening for Access Granted Solutions in the summer. Between now and the summer, we have plans to release some tools and resources for you guys to use so that when I do start taking one-on-ones, you are fully aware what you're getting into and how we will operate. Again, I am your host, Brittany Leary. Thank you for joining me for the first episode of Your Access Has Been Granted. And I can't wait to see my regulators. Bye. You've been listening to The Regulators Weekly. Learning how discovering ourselves is the key to success. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, subscribe, share, leave a review. And join us again next week. This is The Regulators. Your access has been granted. Regulators!